not the same, I am too reckless I'm not trying to go in that direction Today's episode is brought to you by God And we're coming out of Mark 7, 18 through 22 And this is where the Messiah was talking to the hypocritical Pharisees and lawmakers About not washing hands and bowls before eating is a sin Saying that there is nothing that enter into a man that can defile him, but the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. Because it doesn't enter into the heart or the mind, but into the belly and eventually purged out. But what comes out of the heart of a man actually can defile him. So he was trying to explain to them, he's so worried about cleaning dirty bowls, but not cleaning dirty minds. Not explaining to them what these concepts mean, instead holding the law over their heads. And so I say this to bring up a point. In today's world, we see a lot of people lost in their relationship with the Most High because we are taught to just follow laws without actual understanding. And without that, we are missing out on what He truly intends for us. Bless up. Oh, and that you know what? I'm gonna bring up and hey, this is again no shade to the to the rule book, but I think that a uh, rule where you you. The running back thing i'm like damn dude just let him just let the people play right oh, like um, <laughs> <laughs> like i i think that rule is is kind of stupid like it, it's not right it's not like like look right they they instituted that rule and it was the same people in the in the for the last few spots in, in the suit for the super bowl right like it didn't matter whether that rule was there or not so i'm like just let the damn people play and you know what it ain't hard just set a just set a flat with your linebacker and then you'll mm-hmm. guard you'll you'll uh you know you'll, you'll defend the running back like it, it yeah. really is not that hard to defend like i think you played me normally right and what alvin come on what had like three catches or something yeah yeah like, and- Right, and it's not like you care. Like you were at the point where, like, well, we're past the midway point, so I don't care. And it's not like you killed me with it. Like it is what it is. Like I, I don't. Man, yeah. that rule is so stupid. It's it was so never stupid. something that I. It was never something that I abused or intended to abuse. I think that the. Uh, I think the rule was an overcorrection. So I see where they where they came from with it, because it's about the quality of play. You don't want to play guys where they just dumping it off to the running back. You know, ninety percent of the time. So I get where the rule was made and it, it, it accomplished that, but at the same time, it also hurt uh, different schemes and it hurt certain players as well. Like Alva Kamara thrives off of that. CMC thrives off of that. So, uh, you know, and that's just to name a couple guys, but it's like, you don't want to sacrifice actual football for, you know, because some guys want to spam, and, you know, have back outs and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, a, in my mind, bro. I'm just like, whatever. Just let him play. Like it, it ain't like shit. I'll be honest, man. I'd rather you run that route twenty times a game than have to worry about Daniel Jones scrambling and picking up a first down. I'd rather you throw the out, throw it out as yeah. much as you want. I don't want to worry about Daniel Jones running the ball. So like, yeah, that's a defensive coordinator's nightmare. You got everything boxed up, and then you, the quarterback takes off for like a thirty-yard scramble. It's, it's demoralizing. Exactly. I don't. I don't want to worry about that. So like, I get it, but then they're gonna say, "Well, we don't want to just allow just you and just Aponte, right, to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to the rest of the league." 
Um, I get that, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, like that one year. Remember the one year in uh, in real life, right? Where CMC had that thousand yard receiving and thousand yard rushing. Like, you think freaking Roger Goodell is gonna come to the Panthers? You're not allowed to do this, right? Like, it's part <laughs> of the game. Just let him do it. It's a it's a tough balance. I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate. It's a tough it's a tough balance as a commissioner because mm-hmm. Madden is so hard to to replicate Madden into real life football because in real life football. Your job is to find the OP thing and exploit that until they until they adjust and fix it. Where Madden, everybody ain't able to do that. Everybody's not able to uh, counter that. So it becomes, uh, it kind of ruins the experience for the league. So as a commission, trying to look out for that. But uh, I definitely feel where you're coming from. Don't get me wrong. Right, but, uh, but at the same time, you got, oh, so you're going to say, shit, running backs, you can't do this. But hell, if I want to score, you know, four or five touchdowns with the same player every game, like, ain't that kind of the same thing? Like, you're going to keep going to one player because you know it's working. It's the same thing in my mind. Exactly. I just think, like I said, and I put this in the suggestions, and I told I told Estrada and them, I, I think that it should be more, instead of the running back leading the entire team in receptions, like, period, I think it should be that your running back should not lead your starting receivers total. So, like, Alvin Kamara should not have more receptions than Mike Evans, Galladay combined. I put it like that. And that's fair enough. Or even the receiving yards. Or even just the receiving yards. Just don't have them, you know, lead the team in receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Something else, but I don't know. I mean, I, in my mind, like it's not a big deal if you want to check down to your your running back. Like, there's ways to stop it. It's yeah. one of the easier things to stop. Not right. that hard. It's, exactly. It's it's part of the game to me. But you know, we, <laughs> I don't want to open Pandora's box. You know, I <laughs> I agree with you, and I feel like hopefully they hopefully they hear this and they they tweak a little bit moving forward because I honestly felt like Kamara fell victim to me spreading the ball around versus me exploiting or abusing Kamara. Um, so, you know, yeah. Free AK, we got a ship. We good. I hope that the rest of the team can use their running backs as well. <laughs> we come from there. But, uh, so, we're in the offseason right now. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of big, a lot of big moves are being made. In the FML, man, I know to start. You could, uh, Close my dog again. <laughs> so you got a terrier, bro. Yeah, it is. He's a York yeah. terrier. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go to a different room. I'm gonna go to a different. <laughs> All right, sorry. What was that? Shout out to the terriers. Yeah. Um. Now I'm saying a lot of big moves have been made so far. A lot of strategic moves as well. Um. So far, man, what what's been your biggest acquisition uh, for the Eagles this season in the offseason? Um, man, so it probably has to be the one you and I did, right? Um, I was at a point where, you know, I had Tyler Moten, and I've always drafted with my linemen pretty well. Like I got a star dev guard in the fourth round who's just sitting on the bench for me right now. <laughs> I um, yeah. I got 
a right tackle, then a moving to left tackle who's almost as good as Moten right now, and he's younger. So that was the, you know, I was like, hey, like if anyone needs a lineman, let me know. Um, so yeah, it definitely has to be the, the move we did. It definitely, I mean, like, man, I, I I was really sweating for a little bit trying to get a tight end. I just made a move with Mancha to get Brevin Jordan, but uh. Oh, he's a yeah. dog. Yeah, so, man, but losing Kelsey, even though he's old, man, like, yeah, I still had 20 touchdowns with him last year. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so, like, I mean, like, losing him definitely hurt, but I get the young guys, right? The, I um, I, I kind of need to start thinking of life after Rodgers because whether he wants to stay or not, he's 42, and he'll be down to, like, a mid-70 next year. So I really need to think of life after him and – you know, not many people were moving decent quarterbacks out there, but you were. So, like, and that's another thing, too, in the circus. People love to, like, clown on each other. But for me, I'm, like, I'm all about building the good relationships with people so that when you do need a trade, you know exactly who to go to, right? I feel like you yeah. and me, we got a pretty good trade relationship. But, like, man, yeah. there's some people, like, they'll post someone I want, but I know not to go anywhere near them because I'm, like, I don't like <laughs> you. So, like, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> But yeah, I'd probably say that one, the one to get the young guy. Um, I've also <laughs> traded for for Brevin, so so probably. Yeah. yeah. I heard that, man. That, no, that's <laughs> unfortunately that's that's the reality here. Um, and then there's but, some people out there who try to jip you, right? Like there is some people out there clearly will try to get one over on you, and I just don't. Yeah. Right? I don't believe in that. Like when you were coming to offer me those players um you know you just you straight up said hey i'll give you a first and and the quarterback for for your two guys and i went out and said hey like they're probably gonna say no and i said that right away i was like we should add this extra pick like i always try to look at it like look out for people because down the line like you never know next cycle like you never know who 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 you're trying to trade with so i always try to give everyone a fair deal too absolutely absolutely that's a that's a life lesson right there i mean you gotta you gotta keep the relationships beautiful for you know um and and to be honest i think that that was one of my best trades too i I just acquired minka but man i'm I'm really excited about having travis kelsey i know he terrorized the nfc last year i definitely couldn't stop him in the nfc uh you know uh, in that divisional game i couldn't stop him yeah, so let me let me um, flip this. Let me let me flip this on you. It seems like everyone in this league, right now, not me. This is not me. I'm not doing it. But ever ever since Asian, right, went out and got the two tight ends. He has his two tight ends set. What's this whole big, like everyone's so crazy about getting two tight ends and they want to run the two tight end set? I mean, I think Raiders has Waller and Njoku. I'm not sure if he's trading. Nah, he just traded Waller. Okay, but it seems that like everyone's trying. Like for me, I always try to get a good receiving tight end and a good backup, like a solid one, one that has like mid sixties to mid seventy run blocking, just someone to throw in there to block. Uh, but right. everyone's trying, and you got it now. You got the two tight ends set. So what's kind of the thinking there? Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep it real. I, I run more of a pistol set, so mm-hmm. my tight ends involved not only in blocking, not only in two tight end sets, but sometimes the tight end will be in the fullback slot. So 
if I need an extra route to come out of the backfield, I got a, mm-hmm. I got sure hands, I got a tight end that can do that. So uh, having Travis Kelsey frees that up for me in, 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 in a big way. You guys will see that in the upcoming season. Um, now, I think a lot of guys, I, was, I can't speak for everybody else, but I do know in next gen, the tight ends, we, we talk about the running backs being OP, but the tight ends are, are definitely uh, very hard to stop in next gen because you can't you can't press a tight end off the line. Mm-hmm. So a lot of your slot guys, a lot of your uh, you know your big name receivers, there's something you can do about that. You can make certain adjustments to kind of stop that, but sometimes you, there's nothing really you can do about a tight end coming off the line because you just have to react to it. So that's mm-hmm. why uh, that's why you see J Dub dominating with Kyle Pitts when he does play smart. You know he did, he does great with with Kyle Pitts because he's untouchable off the line. Kel- Kelsey was unstoppable. Um, you know Cyborg. You know to name a few. You know the tight ends I think are the high commodity right now. Right, that. But I'm I'm more like wondering why is everyone trying to get like two good receiving tight ends like. Is it really that much? I mean, I get like because if you if you want to go into a heavy set, you still have fast guys, right? Running off like running off the lines, like I get it. And you're going up against slower linebackers, so I mean, I get it yeah. from that point. It's just for me, it's like, man, I'd rather I don't know. I'd rather have like three good receivers than some teams out there that are you know have two good. I mean, like, I hey. You want a chip? You're good. You you know you know how to build a team. I get it. It just for me, it's like weird that it's. I feel like everyone is trying to copy Asia. Like they love the two tight end thing going on right now. Absolutely, and, and this is and this right now. I give my flowers to Asian. I think uh, as from a coaching standpoint, he might not know the ins and outs of Madden in the game, but from a coaching standpoint, I think Asian. Asian is a is a great analyst and a great coach because he he developed that t- two tight end scheme and almost doubled his record. And if you combine what I just told you about tight ends and you you kind of double that with two tight ends and coming out of run sets, so you have to r- worry about the run and the tight ends. Like that's a dangerous thing to mess with, you know. So I don't blame. I don't know if guys are copying Asian or what, but I don't blame them if they do. Right. That's a very, very smart scheme. So. Hey, hot, hot take here because I don't know, man. It always seems like Asian be getting suspensions. I don't even know what the hell it's for, right? Like every <laughs> other week, Trevor Lawrence has to sit. But like, hey, all I'm saying is here, my hot take for the next year. I think he wins the AFC East. I do. I think he's gonna win it, and I, I think he's at this point he's gotten better skill wise because it seems like boogie just doesn't care as much anymore i don't know what happened man he was so good in the beginning and then he just stopped caring so like i feel like asian still cares a lot i do think asian's gonna win as long as he can avoid those suspensions oh man uh <laughs> yeah I, I agree with you and i told asian this seasons ago i said dog i played Asian. i had a game with asian this is like the first season i said you know Actually, bro, you're not bad. It's just, it seems like you lose focus or you stop caring or whatever. And uh, this is before you got Trevor Lawrence. And um, I honestly think Asian would have won that division last year if he didn't get the suspensions to uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, like Trevor Lawrence missed like four games at least off of uh, suspension. So that's four games. That that's that's division lead right there. So 
Um, what did I he even do? I, I don't even I, remember I, seeing what he did. Yeah, I actually have no idea. Right, like I, I feel I, like no I, one complains about him. <laughs> I was like, yeah. why is he getting in trouble? No. So yeah, I think Asian. I think Asian is gonna be. At this point, it ain't even a secret no more. I think uh, people are catching on to, to Boogie. I think Boogie, no disrespect, getting carried by Josh Allen. I just gotta call it like I see it. Um, if you can kind of, you know, scheme around that and stop Josh Allen, Boogie really doesn't doesn't really stand a chance to win that division. You think um, it hurt him to trade Tre'Davious? I mean, I remember. I feel like everything yeah. went downhill as soon as he traded yeah. him. It uh it it uh exposes defense a little bit too because a lot of people I know the Super Bowl when I played Boogie in the Super Bowl that whole season a lot of guys avoided Tre'Davious White and he trades him away and I think like you said I think that's that's pretty much that was the end of Boogie as we saw you know as and far Edmonds as, right he traded Tremaine Edmonds too yeah he traded his best guys on defense so now you're getting in shot shootouts and now at that point. You're relying on Josh Allen to do miraculous things, and that's not going to win you majority of games. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the story of Boogie right now. Shit, man, fall, fall, he's falling hard, man. I remember everyone would. I remember earlier on in the year, right on the podcast, everything, everything, everyone was regarding him as like a top five user, and now I feel like again, this is no disrespect to him. It's more like, hey, I expect more out of you, like. I always exactly. thought he was better than me. And now it's like, I don't know. Either I got better or he <laughs> got worse. That's that's the beautiful thing about it, man. That's what I'm saying. Is like when I from my time from just now getting here to now, you see so much change. You've also seen a lot of stuff stay the same. So I think uh as Aponte likes to say, the cream rises to the top. So I think uh, as, as guys like to say that the June bowls don't matter and we're getting later into the cycle, I think we're just really seeing who's that guy and who's not. Um, but that's just my take. <laughs> right. And then you'll see the people that do care about it in June. Like, I still care. So, like, I'm going to keep playing and I'm going to keep trying to get better. And then what happens when the next, the next cycle starts, right? It's like I'm already going to have that edge. And I'm not saying specifically me, but just guys in general, like yourself, yeah. like Aponte, like Estrada, right? Guys who yeah. who had multiple, you know, well, Aponte didn't, you didn't, but guys like myself who've had a few bad seasons, and even like Asian, guys who've had a few bad seasons. Now watch, watch what happens. If one of us gets like a good team from the grip, you're gonna see us start to do well consistently throughout the next cycle so like i don't know i think it's it's not a good thing if you if you keep trying not to care like you're gonna you know you're just you're not gonna be as good next year in my mind yep straight up i think you you know that just says a lot about it's just about a competitiveness that's all it is if you competitive or not and um we're gonna see that And, and speaking of competitive and we're, we're, getting, we're getting close because I know I can go all day, but I like to keep these things semi, sure. <laughs> semi listenable. But uh, you're in the NFC East, man, which in my opinion is the most competitive division in FML. This whole mm-hmm. cycle, who would you say has given you the most the most headaches in the NFC East? 
Oh man, and you know that's the thing. I, I, in my mind, I think last year was a fluke. Like, I have a lot of respect for all the NFC East guys. You know, even Dub, right? Like, he's good. Like, he, he's good. Don't get me wrong. His record doesn't show it, and I'm sure he's gonna get this trade worked out for Zach Wilson. And you're gonna see, like, his offense was already good. Like, the issue was was his defense. Now he is trading. Humphrey and Killings away. I don't know about that, but he's going to put up points. Um, mm-hmm. And Victor is always—I mean, he's always there. Like every year, he's always there. But the one guy, right, that's giving me the most headache is 100% Taco. Um, and <laughs> he's one of those yeah. guys that, like, him and I have had this like not great relationship. Like even like off <laughs> off the batted sticks, like uh, you know, he's he's told me to fuck off a couple times, but, like after I try to say good game, right? But whatever, like. But now it's like I feel like he's lost his edge a little bit. He's playing other games more, and I don't know. Like maybe he just stopped caring, and he'll be ready next Madden. Because I always remember him and I, man, we used to have battles. And then there was one year where he just absolutely spanked me every single time. Like, even with yeah. my read option offense, like, he was killing me every time. And then the yeah. next year, I go out and get Aaron Rodgers, and I feel like he's not now. I actually think, I think he still does care a little. I think the main thing is his offense isn't as uh, good because he went out and traded Aaron Jones and then he traded Terry McLaurin and trading those two guys like I don't know who he got in return for him but like he his offense just has not been the same no wonder Tua is throwing so many interceptions because it's like his main receiving threat is Mark Andrews and he's not even using him well enough or Asher Adams. It's like, okay, cool. I'm just going to focus on these two guys. I don't really have to worry about you running the ball all that much. And you don't have another receiver opposite of Asher Adams. So it's like these two guys. And he doesn't even throw to Mark Andrews anymore. So I don't know. Like By far, the guy who's giving me the most headache is Taco. Um, But I I mean, I would would Mm. love to see him bring his, you know, his you know, his, his desire back, his desire to win. Because, like, the NFC yeah. East, like, he's by far, I think he's the best user in the NFC East. Not last year, but he, in my mind, he's the most consistent user. And I feel like he just stopped caring yeah. as much. I, I, and here's my synopsis on Taco. Because and he's been kind of a, you know, he's been talked about in a few of these. But I think Taco, from from team selection, he, he goes with his his Washington Redskins, Commanders, Wizards, whatever you want to call him. He goes mm-hmm. with that team who needs a quarterback in this in this season in this Madden. You need a good quarterback, especially if you're not like a one on offense. Mm-hmm. So he goes with Tua. He trades for Tua, and I think Tua has been his biggest disappointment, which is and he expresses the frustration with Tua. But I think Tua did not pan out to be the quarterback that he thought he was getting. At the beginning of the cycle, but was is he that bad though? He's like a high eighty. Like he's not that bad, is he? He's not that bad, but he's not a Josh Allen. You know, we just talked about Boogie. He's not a Josh Allen where he's going to bail you out of some certain situations. Where or like Aaron or Aaron Rodgers, because I'm not going to lie, was definitely bailed out with his abilities. And hey, Aaron was laying down. 
Right. Even even um even the new guy got General Booty. He got abilities, so like he's probably gonna be easy enough to develop into a good quarterback. That's why I said by years end, I would not be surprised if he's like a like a low eighty to mid eighty by next year. We're gonna, we're gonna see, man. My my thing is 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 a big, 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 big difference between an X Factor quarterback and a superstar yeah. quarterback. Sometimes a superstar quarterback might as well be a star. And when you got an X Factor quarterback and you got all these stacked abilities, because they get seven different abil- abilities, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see with the new guy. But I don't know, man. Just go, going back to Taco, I feel like he had good like last year, not this past season, but the season before. You know, he had really good games against me with Tua, and I felt like Tua was fine. Like he's a He's a fine quarterback. But, um, uh, so if, if I'm him, I'm looking for a, a next cycle or whatever. You got to get you an X-Factor quarterback if I'm Taco. If, if you're not going to have a, a, a drawn up, like if you're not going to have a, a efficient offense, like I feel like you you have different plays and concepts that you can kind of get by with somebody like General Booty. But like Taco, he might need this is no disrespect, but he might need a Josh Allen. He might need a, a quarterback that's going to kind of get him out of them situations when he's not all the way clicking on offense. Yeah, I think that's what Taco's lacking. Yeah, you know Taco's going to go Washington next year. It's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, hey, they have an amazing defense. You're just going to have to go out and get another quarterback again. So we'll see. And the, cur- the, the Washington curse continues then because <laughs> they. Carson, Carson Wentz ain't that guy either. No, but I, I mean, he'll, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe the Titans will want to go out and trade Malik Willis. Okay. Whoever they are. That's it. <laughs> is Matt. We'll see. But, uh, but yeah, man, that's, that's, uh, we're going to see, man. We got a, we got a, a, a good season coming up, man. I know, I know we're mid May going into June, but I think FML is at a really, really good point right now where a lot of guys are trying to compete. Um, and a lot of guys want that ship. So, you know, going into this season, um, you don't have to give too much of your game plan, but like, what's your, as a coach, what's your, what's your, your theme or your game plan going into this season? You know, to kind of have another 16 in one season. I mean, I'm just going to try to take it one one game at a time. Um, this year, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. I got, I did get younger and I got faster on offense. Um, so it's going to be all about trying to develop Jamal White and trying to, trying to develop the quarterback. Um, and we'll see. I mean, if I, I'm not about to only care about developing the guy if i start losing like i'm gonna go back for rogers because i know yeah. he'll, he'll win me some games yeah and that's it just staying consistent stick with it one game at a time because in all honesty man you were a field goal away from you know playing a ponte in the conference championship so and who knows like i know a ponte has and I know he's a more consistent user than me, and I know he's better than me. But I've beaten him before, and every time I played him, it's been right. close. So who knows what would have happened? But right. we'll wait. And I guess we'll got to see till next year. Um, 
I mean, my, my defense, I mean, man, I, I know I have the abilities on defense, but I feel like sometimes, man, I cannot stop shit through the air. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Maybe I'm, I'm daring people to, to start passing at me. So we'll see. Because now my, my whole secondary right now is all X-Factor or Superstar. So we'll see. Hey man, it's gonna be a crazy season. That's because a lot of teams are like that right now. We a lot of moves have been made. It's gonna get it's gonna get really really crazy in the NFC and the AFC. So we're gonna see. So, uh, but I'm looking forward to competing, man. And I, honestly, I think I got you as the the favorite to win the the. Well, I learned something today that I didn't know. You're not starting Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers regrets so. I honestly don't know who's coming out of that NFC East. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Yeah, I mean we'll see. I mean, in all honesty, I would say if Taco cared enough, he would win, hands down. He would win, and it's not even close. But the issue is, I don't know if he cares. And look, I'm actually looking at it now. Two is a superstar, so I mean, he and he's an 89. Like he would, he would, <laughs> he would win if he cared enough. He would win. Um, if you don't challenge. care enough, <laughs> right? If you don't care, enough, I mean, we'll see. Um, I know Giants has, has got Joey Burrow, and I'm pretty sure this trade will. I really hope that trade goes through. I hope they find a way to do it because I hate going up against Marlon Humphrey, and he's getting yeah. rid of. You know, he's getting rid of an X Factor D end and the superstar corner. And it's a 96 overall superstar corner. I get he's 30 years old. He's got 94 speed. He's a 90, um, 96 mm. overall. I mean, this guy's like the definition of a lockdown corner. And he's trading him just to get a better quarterback, which yeah. I don't think Bailey Baker's even that bad. But man, I don't know. Well, that trade is. Uh, man, if he, don't, if he don't do well this year. Dub don't do well, man. That'll be a disappointment because he's really going all in for this quarterback this year. Well, I'm not. I'm not necessarily holding my breath on on Dub. All, all due respect, but he said it himself. He's like he's kind of checked out. If if the if the quarterback didn't pan out for him, he's like, oh well, you know, mad twenty three. So I, yeah. I think the NFC East will come down to you between between you and you and the Giants. Yeah, Victor. No, yeah, I mean Victor Victor again is one of those users. He always he always gives me a hard time too. He's got he's got the 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 weapons on offense. I will say I'm curious to see what he does about his secondary because it's I mean we'll see how the draft goes because his secondary is like they're a little slow. Like good overall, but they're slow. So, I mean, yep. his, I'm looking. I'm literally looking at his team now. You got his fastest corner is a 93 speed, but he's not. He's his worst corner, and his safeties are an 86 speed and an 89 speed. So, like, I'm playing the Giants. I'm airing that thing out. I'm putting your fastest guy at wide receiver, and I'm airing it out every time. Yeah, and he hadn't been able to stop stop that at all, you know, in a high minute. So it, it's gonna be rough, man. But I, I got you coming out of the NFC East. But like I said, it all just depends on what General Boot is gonna do. 
if he's ready to see an actual starting lineup. Um, it's, it's a lot of questions this season, so that's gonna be we're gonna be keeping an eye on the NFC East for sure. Yeah, I think I don't think it's gonna be as I don't think it's gonna be as like spread out like a team going 16 and one and then the next closest team has like like nine or eight wins i don't think it's going to be like that i do think it's going to come down to those division games i think you're going to see a team with 10 or 11 wins come out the nfc east i think it's going to be a lot closer so we'll see hey hey, we heard it here man and that's hey i appreciate your time man it was was, uh a lot of insight on this one man We, we got to know First of all, if you really from Boston or you really from Philadelphia. I live in Boston. I live in Boston now. Yeah. So we, we figured out a lot of stuff, man, and uh and, and just kind of some insight behind that season, man, because that was an impressive run. And so I appreciate your time, man. But you got anything else you want to say to the FML before we dip out? Yeah, man. The last thing, like look, two things. One, and I've already stressed this enough, like we are heading into the last probably i'd ho- i'd love to see three seasons but we're probably going to get to two i don't know who right. knows if we play our games fast enough we'll see maybe we can get the three because we're not gonna i mean the new game's not gonna come out till late august and we you know we always wait a while yeah. anyway for we'll start start. September. Yeah. September. yeah so i mean just guys like play your games man if you're gonna keep giving away wins for free like just give it to a team give it to someone else that wants to play like play your games whether you you're you're in it to win it or not just play regardless like it's not fun if we just sit there and get wins all the time for free um now i've yeah. i've never had that issue getting wins from or i haven't gotten any force wins this past year but that's what i would say play your game and another thing i felt like last year was better but like man I get it's called the circus, but y'all got to chill sometimes. Like, people are at each other's <laughs> necks and, and acting like I freaking walked up on you, you know, try to rob you or something. Like, if it's that much of an issue, if there is a violation, you don't need to go in the circus and try to get everyone riled up. I guess I get that that's what it's for, but, like, me, my style is, like, if I have an issue, if I see that you did something wrong, I'll say, hey, just so you know, this is against the rule. Like, just watch it right like and most of the time people will be receptive to it or say okay like hey my bad like i'll I'll watch i'll watch out um it's more of an issue if if they keep doing it and they do it like four or five times and even then i'd still go to the person and then if they're not stopping i'll go report it but like i didn't have an issue with anyone this past year so like for me i was like i'm like yo y'all gotta just like chill and play your games and everyone will get along and that's real and that's real i, I second i second both of those notions you know play your games let's get through this stuff no force l's we don't want to see another uh you know sim sim guy to the playoffs no disrespect shout out my boy but <laughs> Play your games, man, and you know what I'm saying? Keep it respectful, man. We, we all, we're trying to have fun, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, we out of here, man. This has been a good one. I uh, appreciate your time, boss. Hey, yeah, you too, man. Good luck this season. <laughs> yes, sir. Same to you. Yep, see ya. What's up?